0: Kind of wanted to uh, be mad, but it was my mom. So I wish him all the best and a Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Right before me a Side Stage with Trav, one to three. And then you got kind of talking to you with Wilson, me, at four o'clock. That's where it is. We're right on 4 o'clock. We're going to talk about cannabis. We're going to talk about cannabis legalization, the benefits of cannabis, and just the week in cannabis. And uh, we're going to get uh, ripping through that at 4.20. We'll open a big fat bag of cannabis news. And after me, Stinky Arts Music Mart, Locals on the 8, Radio Madness, and then Black Ring Ritual. Get your Super Groovy Thursday put to bed and then friday comes with a whole new slew of uh, dj so you want to check that out radiofreefargo.org online you can donate you can just see what's going on you can listen anywhere again in the world on radiofreefargo.org thanks for supporting local radio and independent radio and uh, we appreciate all the uh, support shout out everybody for uh, promoting cannabis and believing in the benefits of cannabis and thanks for uh, checking me out every week. Thursday again, 4 o'clock, I get up in here. 420, open a Big Fat bag of Cannabis News. And uh, you can look forward to that here in about 20 minutes. Till then, I got to blow through some red tape. This show is brought to you by Black Cottage Alchemy, blackcottagealchemy.com, Black Cottage Alchemy on Facebook. Black Cottage Alchemy Products is right across the street here in downtown Fargo, Tochi Products. Uh, scurry on in there. They got colloidal silver. Again, colloidal silver's got 1,600 MGs of CBD in it. Uh, Locally grown hemp in North Dakota. It's got a variety of other natural ingredients. Uh, I've went through many containers and I know other people have. Uh, It just works for any sort of skin related issues and all kinds of issues. And it's something you should always have. So thanks again for Black Cottage Alchemy products for supporting Cannotalk Indy with Wilson. And again, thanks for joining me here. We're going to talk about cannabis in a positive light it's always 420 degrees here in the studio, and I hope uh, everybody else is dressed appropriately because I know I am. Let me shout out the Friday Night Freaks. That's tomorrow. It's a show at the aquarium, the uh, Aqua Bowl, a.k.a. above Dempsey's. That's right. Friday Night Freaks presents a benefit for F, That's us. 21 plus, 17th. That's tomorrow, 9 p.m. $3 minimum donation. Medenisa, uh, me, medicinal. Out of Minneapolis, Charlatan, The Headspace, Abstract Expressions, also supporting DJ Keliman O.P., Star 4, Iktomi, as our local Friday night frequency DJs. So get down there, downtown, Fishbowl, Aquarium, Dempsey's, downtown, 226th Broadway, and get your uh, nts, 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 on and support local radio and local DJs. And again, you're doing uh, one of the better radio stations in the world, in my opinion, a solid by supporting something uh, that uh, gives you freedom, gives you freedom to talk about cannabis in a positive light. And I shout out this radio station for giving me a platform. This is my uh, third winner pushing cannabis propaganda, or as I like to call it, the truth. So anyway, I believe cannabis was created by our creator God himself for us to use as we see fit Uh, for whatever reason we see fit. And I go to Antioch church every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock to give him props and I will be there again this Sunday actually no yes I will the following Sunday I'll be in a different church in Dickinson because it's Christmas time so I'm gonna go visit my kid and that's gonna be exciting and I hope everybody has a nice warm and fun holiday season prepared because uh, you know when you get something good in your life celebrate it because uh, that seems like there's less and less of that so we're not gonna focus on that are we so anyway can kind of talk D with Wilson, that's what you're strapped into. We're gonna get uh, we're gonna get ourselves started here. And uh kind of and D on Instagram. I'll post when uh, we push this minus the music for all you people that can't check it out here, which I would encourage that you come and support local radio and listen to me here at radiofreefargo.org or locally at KRWF ninety five point nine on your radio dial. Listen to me talk about cannabis and the benefits of it. And if you don't like talking all the time, there's a lot of music on here that I know that you can find uh, something that you like. That isn't the humdrum mundane, uh, you know, play it every 15 minutes. Boo. So if you like uh, creative and original and not overplayed, unsaturated, real stuff, come on by here. Check us out a little more. And we appreciate uh, the support. Again, Canada talk and D with Wilson. That's me. We're going to talk about cannabis at 4:20. For you listening on the spot, the uh, podcast platforms—the one with the word "pod" in it, and the uh, the uh, the other one that's a fruit—if you can't check it out here, thanks for your support there. Now, I think uh, we've got uh, everything pushed through here, so why don't we get uh, some tunes going? Here's some brand new. This is a remix. Slightly stupid. Be real. Everyday people. Ninety-five point (laughs) nine. And I'm back. Hello, everybody. Everyday People, Remix, Be Real, G-Love, Indy, Special Sauce. That's brand new. That's mere days old. Here on KRWF 95.9 LPFM, RadioFreeFargo.org. We stream wherever you want to listen to it. Kind of talking D with Wilson. We talk about cannabis, the benefits of cannabis, cannabis legalization here in the state of North Dakota. You're wondering, well, how come he didn't say what's going on in North Dakota? Well, you got me. You know what I mean? So I'm going to do it now. Indy for Freedom of Cannabis Act, that is the constitutional amendment measure being circulated as we speak. You can go to Tochi Products, get your signature on a petition there. You can go to Orange Records, shout out Matt, tell him Wilson sent you, and get the petition signed over there. There are other places in North Dakota, IndieCannabisCaucus.com To find out where in your town you can get your signature on a petition. January 22nd is the deadline, 21 plus to possess, 12 plants, 6 mature, 6 non, licensed businesses, and smoke where you can smoke. And everybody. Do what you can. Legislative session starts uh, after Christmas in January. Again, I wouldn't expect anything from those guys, but negativity when it comes to advancing cannabis legalization. And again, you know, it depends on, you know, when they tell you it's bad, do you believe them? I think there's becoming a bigger and bigger divide between that. And I think you'll see that in South Dakota, 54 percent voted for Amendment A that got severely manhandled by the person in charge. So when you think 54 percent of a person's actions, you know, does Christy think she'll lose the election next time? You know, does she feel like, you know, 54 percent of the people are, aren't going to be, you know, mad and vote 54 percent against her? Now, I would argue that not all 54 percent of those that voted for Amendment A don't want Christy Nome to continue to be governor, you know, and they all have their reasons for that. I would just hope that Republicans have figured it out here and uh, they change their opinions on cannabis because cannabis has I mean, Republicans like it, the money and cannabis got a lot of money. So and it makes people happy. You know, people would be happy to see some form of cannabis being legalized. And all the states are attempting, you know, not one state is trying to get out of it. I mean, and every week I show you, I mean, everybody has got, even Indiana, you know, even the state of misery. I mean, again, South Dakota, who would have thought, you know, that uh, 54% of the people would have voted for a uh, pretty broad cannabis legalization measure. Same thing with Montana. You know, so you just got a lot of movement towards it. And we'll talk more at 420 when I open a big fat bag of cannabis news. Again, thanks for listening to Canada Talk N.D. with Wilson on KRFF 95.9, Radio Free org. It's streaming right before me with Side Stage with Trav three right after me, Stinky Arts Music Mart, Locals on the 8, Radio Madness. And then bada bing, bada boom, Black Ring Ritual. So again, I hope you got your sweater on. Hope you got a couple scars wrapped around that mug of yours. Half of you, it's probably best that it is covered up. You feel me? Just kidding. It's Christmas time. Everybody should be happy. So hug a stranger for Jesus or for whoever you want to hug them for. Or don't hug them and just buy them something, you know? Stick it in their pocket when they ain't looking. Like the office, you know, when they stick their hand in to get their gloves, it's 20 bucks. All right, I'm just riffing. But anyway, I wanted to mention again that Saturday at Antioch Church is our Christmas play at 6 o'clock. I'm going to be Jesus. So if you're thinking, well, what's some crazy cannabis advocate doing being, being Jesus? Well, I don't know. you have to come find out and there'll be food afterwards. So that's my uh, shameless plug. Indy for Freedom, a cannabis act petition again is being circulated. Orange Records, Tochi Products here in the beautiful town of Fargo where we are uh, pulling ourselves out of a pretty cold snap. That happened, and so uh, we going to uh, move forward. Uh, I'm going to play some Christmas music because uh, I like Christmas music, and uh, I played all three of these last year, so I'm going to do it again. But first up, we got MF Doom, Cookin' Soul. We got a sandwich with the Dan Band, Ho, 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 and that's about who you would think it'd be. And then we wrap it up with a fourth Ho, again, Cookin' Soul, Doom Christmas Sandwich. Here on Radio Free Fargo, here on F. Oh, yeah, that was a little MF Doom holiday sandwich. Start that off with Smoke a Little Christmas Tree. Dan Ban, my favorite, ho, ho, ho. It's chilly outside, it's 20 below. Get off of the street. And then a fourth ho, wrap it up, MF Doom. All right. This segment of programming on KRWF 95.9 Radio Free Fargo has been underwritten by Moorhead Herbal Galleria. Moorhead Herbal Galleria is Minnesota's only CBD Delta House. They offer carts, vape, CBD oil, pet tincture, and more. Moorhead Herbal Galleria is located at 2921 South Frontage Road, Suite Number Uno, in Moorhead, Minnesota. Their phone number is 218-512-0355. Open 10 a.m. through 11 p.m. Monday through Saturday. For more information, check out Moorhead Herbal Galleria on Facebook. And their website is www.moorheadherbalgalleria.com. All right, let's get this Canatuck N.D. with Wilson thing going, shall we? Let's do it. So you're listening to Radio Free Fargo, KRWF 95.0. And on the other side of this, it's can Talk N.D. with Wilson. So come on through. I'll see you in about 2 to 13 seconds. You guess how many. Yo, it's Wilson from Canada Talk N.D. You know, the super awesome show you're getting ready to listen to. I think you should go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'll wait. OK, enjoy the show. Well, blah, 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 deep, beep, boop, boop. let's get started a little bit early, huh? Because actually, I'm a little bit late. Can kind of Talk Indy with Wilson. We've made it. Indy for Freedom of Cannabis Act petition is being circulated here in North Dakota. If you want to get cannabis legalized, it's a constitutional amendment measure. It's really a good one. Uh, it's as good as it can be. You know, once it's uh, if it were to be passed, once it was relinquished to the uh, legislators, they've got all kinds of power in South Dakota. You know, just do a little, uh, you know, researching on South Dakota and Amendment A. And, uh, you know, you'll see that, I mean, constitutional amendments aren't uh, aren't foolproof. You can't you can't. It used to be that if you could get that one through, legislators could mess with it and you were guaranteed to get it through and it would pass. But, man, I mean. It took, it's taken North Dakota so long to get to the point where they would legislators would have to decide, you know, because we haven't gotten a constitutional amendment measure on the ballot, that there's other states that have done it. You know, South Dakota is a perfect example. They did it. But then the Supreme Court justices said, nah, it was wrote wrong, even after they thought and were for sure that it wasn't wrote wrong. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, South Dakota, our brother's from another mother. Just uh, south of us here. I want to give you a little shout, give a little shout out. They have collected over 15,000 signatures for our proposed 2022 rec legalization initiative. They've collected a large number of signatures in a short space of time because they initially thought they were only going to have a month to get whatever they needed. They need to collect a total of 25,000 to cover the spread. Over two thirds of our signatures came from volunteers. So thank you. They're saying to them. Uh, they'd love to finish the signature drive before Christmas. So if you haven't signed a petition and you up in South Dakota, please do so as soon as you can. You can find signing locations using the map SD2022.org backslash map. If you're interested in collecting signatures in South Dakota, send us a message on Facebook or send an email to info at SouthDakotamarijuana.org. In light of the extremely flawed amendment a ruling, uh, they hope that the South Dakota legislator will enact a cannabis legalization law in the upcoming session. But, you know, it's not going to be good. It's not going to have home grow. You know, it's just going to be dumb and it's going to be regulated, overregulated. And we know it's that means control by people that we didn't really give permission. You know, we don't really trust them. So they're going to come up with something that they like. But if that does not occur, we will give South Dakota voters the opportunity to approve legalization at the next election, which I think if you get the signatures, get it in there anyway, we will not stop working until the will of the people is respected. And they've shown that by just pushing, pushing, pushing. So their proposed 2022 initiative can be read in full at www.southdakotamarijuana.org 222 initiative is a simplified version of amendment a, uh, there's nothing in the recent amendment a ruling that would cause the 2022 initiative to be overturned in a future lawsuit. Thank you for continued support. Yeah. I, uh, such a sad deal, but, uh, shout out South Dakota keep pushing and I know they will. And so let's, uh, let's get into this thing. Can of talking to you with Wilson. That's what you're listening to here at KRFF 95.9, cannabis moment. Malta lawmakers approved cannabis legalization bill with President's signature expected soon. Now, I don't even know where Malta is. And it sounds like something that you would get frozen with, you know, like uh, insure in it. It kind of sounds like a diet milkshake. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, you want a Malta? I don't know. What's sweetening it? Monk fruit? But anyway... (laughs) They approved a bill to legalize cannabis, setting the country up as the first in Europe. Ah, well, we learned something. Malta is in Europe to enact a reform as soon as the measure is formally signed into a law. The uh, legislation sponsored by MP Owen Bonici, cousin Bonici Wa, adults 18 and older will be allowed to possess up to seven G's of cannabis. Cultivate up to four plants for personal use. Up to 50 G's of homegrown could be stored at home. Seems like the math is a little bit off. If you can't, you can have seven in your pocket, but you can have 50 at home. All right. So while there wouldn't be a commercial market per se, nonprofit cooperatives would be able to cultivate and distribute to members. Possession of more than seven grams, but less than 28, would be punishable by 50 pounds, which uh, translated into American uh, as 0.12345 Bitcoin without the threat of jail time or a criminal record. Miners who are found in possession of cannabis would be referred to a commission for justice for a care plan rather than face arrest. Owen Benici tweets, and the A's have it. The cannabis reform bill has been approved at third reading stage. Cannabis clubs that would be authorized under the bill could have as many as 500 members, and they'd have to keep the 7 G's on them with a maximum of 50 grams per month. They could also distribute up to 20 cannabis seeds, which is crazy. The uh, vote to approve the bill is 3627, which I'd say that squeaked by. Uh, While there was debate about whether to set a THC limit, They ultimately decided against the notion because you'd be creating a new market for the black market. I guess technically, yeah. Here we go. Cannabis moment again. St. Louis Mayor signs bill to decrim cannabis possession and cultivation. So let's give St. Louis Mayor signs bill to decriminalize especially cultivation a hand. And that's good news. St. Louis, it's in the state of misery. Very conservative state, but I would just call it ignorant. I mean, state of misery. I mean, boy, I mean. Anyway, rains all the time. Their correctional facilities, are you know, remind people of the gulag. So, the mayor of St. Louis on Monday signed a bill to decrimp St. Louis ordinance. Signing comes weeks after the board of aldermen unanimously approved the legislation, which makes it so adults 21 and older can possess up to two ounces without facing civil penalty that's currently in place. It would also make it so that no resources could be spent to punish adults for cultivating up to six flowering plants. So what I mean, what that means? I mean, you can still punish them, but you're not going to be able to get any money from the state. That sounds like sounds pretty good. We are seeing a major shift in the way our country sees not just cannabis, but how it connects to public safety, incarceration and economic opportunity in our communities. Mayor Tashara Jones said at a signing ceremony, this law will help reduce racial disparity in our policing, make our city safer and make St. Louis more competitive in hiring for city positions. Absolutely oh boy here we go the newly enacted policy will further permit city employees who are medical cannabis patients to present their state issued id cards to avoid adverse employer actions based on a positive drug test for cannabis man i've always liked st louis but old st louis getting a little bit groovier police will also be prevented from using the smell that's right or visual presence of cannabis smoke wow so you can have smoke coming out the ashtray and he still can't search because I can visually see that you didn't put your uh, blizz hunt out there, you know, Roger. Now, I can visually see it. I mean, I, can, I can't see from where it's coming. You know, I can't see your bunt, but I can smell it and I can see the smoke coming out of your pant leg where you stuck it under your crotch there, sir. But I'm going to go ahead and let you go. I'm not going to be able to reimburse you for your ruined pants. And uh, it looks like maybe your Naga Hyde seat got a little Bernie hole in it. But uh, that's on you. Uh, Things are cool now here in St. Louis. Uh, Stop overreacting and you have yourself a good day, sir. Alderman Narian, sponsor of the legislation, said that it's rare that we see so many people from so many different backgrounds unite around a single cause. And that's the truth, which is exactly what we have done here. Uh, This law represents the clear will of the people of St. Louis. I mean, these guys seem like they know what they're talking about. It will allow uh, it will allow for our law enforcement officials to use the resources on the most pressing issues in our region. Like if you ask me, like maybe shoplifters. You know, maybe you should stop busting the, you know, the reefers and start busting the thievers, you know. And that's just me. I mean, if there's 60 people up in Nordstrom's taking pants. And you'd rather take a right and bust two dudes rolling a spliffy next to uh, Dunkin Donuts. I mean, I believe that's what they're referring to when it comes to more pressing issues in the region. But anyway, uh, Mayor Tasharo Jones, which has got kind of a nice ring to it. Throwing people in jail for low-level cannabis offenses does not make our city safer. And, boy, is she smart. Uh, she wants, uh, She's proud to sign uh, the uh, BB-132 to repeal outdated cannabis laws, make our city more competitive in hiring, and help eliminate racial disparities. Well, it sounds like she's got her finger on the pulse. And uh, maybe I'll move to St. Louis tomorrow as soon as somebody gives me the reason. Um, and right now, I kind of like Fargo. So I'm going to stay here. But, boy, St. Louis Looking good. Supporters say that the legislation is meant to build upon the city's earlier 2018 reform move when lawmakers made it so the penalty of possession would be a twenty five dollar fine. The new law repeals local statute allows for allowing for a penalty altogether. Uh, activities that will remain criminalized include providing cannabis to underage people. Sure. Possessing excess cannabis. OK. And selling cannabis at a property that prohibits it like Burger King. <laughs> and so, you know, you shouldn't be in Burger King either. That stuff's horrible. Cannabis moment also has some good news here. Youth cannabis use decreased significantly in 2021, despite state reform, federally funded survey fines. Youth cannabis use decreased significantly, as did teen consumption of illicit substances overall. Uh, The Monitoring the Future survey, which has been tracking this behavior since 1975, revealed a large drop in past year. Cannabis use among 8th, 10th and 12th graders this year uh, here's how past year cannabis use changed for each category. Eighth graders, 7.1% reported using cannabis in the past year in 2021 compared to 11%. Tenth graders, 17% reported using the cannabis in the past year compared to 28%. Holler at you, boy. Twelfth graders, them are the ones about ready to be adults. 35, 30% reported using cannabis in the past year compared to 35%. Lifetime, 30-day and daily cannabis use among adolescents similarly dropped this year. The use of alcohol, nicotine and all other illicit drugs also decreased significantly. So the drop in the past year cannabis use is notably steeper compared to consumption of all the other illicit drugs. We have never seen such dramatic decreases in drug use among teens in just a one-year period, said NID Director Nora Valco. The data is unprecedented and highlights one expected potential consequence of the COVID-19 pandemic, which caused seismic shifts in the day-to-day lives of adolescents. Moving forward, it will be crucial to identify the pivotal elements of this past year that contributed to decreased drug use, whether related to availability, family involvement, dot, 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 The uh, 2020 MTFS survey also found that cannabis consumption amongst adults did not significantly change. And uh, there was a funded study by the National Survey on Drug Use and Health showing that youth cannabis use was dropped in 2020. So I'm not going to bore you with all those details. But basically, everybody who says if you legalize cannabis, the youngsters are going to get a hold of it. Just doesn't know youngsters, I would say, you know, and again, cannabis. Cannabis is good, Joe. All right. So let's talk about this. This is from MaryJane.com. Uh, visa passive aggressively calls out cannabis industry for using cashless ATMs. Now, I'm not sure if you understand what this is, and I'm not so sure I do. So we're going to work through this. But basically, if you're in, a, say, Colorado or a legal state and you don't have any cash on you, you will have to leave, go somewhere, get cash, come back. Now, some places, and it's been like a couple of years or a year or so since I've been, but there's a lot of times maybe an ATM in the uh, the lobby, but not always. So this was kind of a basically like in New York when you buy like a sticker for like 70 bucks, you get like a sticker, but then you get a quarter bag in your bag. This is kind of the same thing. So Visa just issued a warning against dispensaries using cashless ATMs as a way to circumvent, which means get around the restrictions on cannabis payments. Cashless ATMs are meant to offer customers and patients a more convenient way to purchase cannabis products without requiring cash. Now, you're probably wondering, how how does that work? I don't know. I'm going to read it, too. On December 2nd, Visa said in a statement that the company is aware of a scheme where point of sale devices marketed as cashless ATMs are being deployed at merchant outlets in violation of Visa rules, according to Cannabis Moment. Cashless ATMs are point of sale devices driven by payment applications that mimic standalone ATMs, according to Visa. Rather than receiving cash, however, no disbursements are made to card holders. Instead, the devices are used for purchase transactions, which are miscoded as ATM cash disbursements. Purchase amounts are often rounded up to create the appearance that money has been dispersed. People who frequent dispensaries often may recognize this process. We definitely do, they said. But for those who don't, the cashless ATM process usually goes down like this. Okay, well, let's check it out, should we? You're listening to Canada Talk and D with Wilson here on KRWF 95.9. Every Thursday at 420, I open a big fat bag of cannabis news. And that's what we're doing right now. Thanks for checking this out. Okay, so we're going to talk about how dispensaries have figured out, because you can't do ATMs and you can't use your debit card, and they figured out a way to work around. And Visa isn't too cool with it. And uh, we're going to talk about what that is right now. So. You make a $65 purchase at a dispensary. While checking out, the cashier rounds up the purchases to $80, like 420s out the ATM. The charge is then coded as a cash back disbursement. Cashier then subtracts the purchase price plus taxes from the apparent 80 withdrawal and returns the change to the customer. To the payment processor, it would look like an $80 withdrawal from an ATM, but to the customer, it seems as though they bought cannabis with a card. While the memo fails to specifically call out state legal cannabis companies, Visa said that cashless ATMs are primarily marketed to merchant types that are unable to obtain payment services, whether due to the Visa rules or legal or regulatory prohibitions. The latter causes obviously pointed specifically at cannabis businesses. Visa's warning feels like a particular slap in the face, considering the U S Senate recently removed banking from the defense bill, which would have allowed banks to legally work with cannabis businesses and given retailers the opportunity to legally accept credit and debit. That's why many cannabis business owners see the use of cash ATM as a convenience for customers and a smart business decision and safety. It allows customers to swipe plastic like they would at any other retailer. As of now, federal cannabis prohibition remains steadfast so the cannabis industry continues to be a cash only business. And again, what, uh, what keeps me up at night, says this guy, is that when not if one or more eager U.S. attorneys with their eye on advancement sinks their teeth into this, it has a catastrophic potential to derail our industry's momentum. Uh, he described it as a clever, attractive, and likewise fraudulent. Uh, Visa's compliance statement is brief when it comes to enforcement. Uh, the misuse of Casas ATMs will be subject to non-compliance assessments and/or penalties. I mean, I think from the very beginning. People have always been ahead of the government trying to stop. You know, it's like when you do the whack-a-mole, you whack one and 14, pop back up. It's kind of like that with cannabis. I mean, they just, I would think that they would have already legalized it like booze if they hadn't figured out how to make so much money busting people. You know, it was almost like a victimless thing. If you got money to buy cannabis, a lot of people usually do. You can pay the fine. We'll buy, we'll find you, we'll use it for our own benefit and we'll, you know, we'll, uh, basically fund the police department with the low hanging fruit. And there's always just been the game of, you know, kind of the Wiley and, you know, Wiley and Roadrunner kind of with the whole cannabis. And if you ask me, cannabis is winning currently in 2021, soon to be 22. So anyway, shout out to, uh, crafty people. And, uh. Let's keep moving. So this is also from, uh, what is this from? This is from Mary com as well. Supply chain shortages are about to hit the cannabis industry. And I know you're probably wondering, well, uh, why would that matter? I mean, uh, we grow in the States that it's legal uh, and we'll talk about it. The supply chain shortages that have crippled the global manufacturing, electronics, industry will soon be coming to a legal cannabis store near you. Over the past year, major U S China wars, shipping disasters, Blah, 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 blah. Production of semiconductor chips. Dee, dee, de, dee, de, dee, dee, So in an interesting twist, the federal prohibition of cannabis is actually shielded, which is really cool. And I think that's why I, I think states should become more sovereign like, like they used to be. Let them dictate it, not the federal government. The federal government is boo. So here's what happened. Since there is no federal legalization, it's only state legal cannabis businesses. It's shielded them from suffering supply chain issues since federal law prevents cannabis companies from importing cannabis related items from overseas. Cannabis companies are largely forced to produce and package their own cannabis products on site, which we should be doing for everything. You know, that was the mistake we made. We stopped being independent. But cannabis is and that's why I think people hate it. The pharmaceutical companies don't like it. They can't farm out. They can't farm out. It's all done locally in house. Everything is done here. And that's beautiful. So despite these restrictions, legal cannabis businesses still rely on a variety of China made materials. And you can guess what? Lights for grow houses, batteries, power management, chips for vapor runies, and custom packaging for products. And these are exactly the kind of items that are becoming harder and harder to source. So just think about that. I mean, your vapes, man. I bet are going to start getting really expensive batteries start take care of start taking care of your batteries. Maybe start buying some batteries, you know, maybe you should start bulking up. You know, maybe there's like a potco somewhere. Legal vape manufacturers have been hit especially hard, given that nearly every part of a cannabis vape other than the filled card is usually made in China. On top of all these other issues, rolling power outages in China forced many factories to close. And next February 1st, Chinese factories will shut the doors to celebrate the new year and give workers a much needed vacation. These holidays are expected to delay production of semiconductor chips. So uh, they are now having issues sourcing six of the 13 components used in their vape hardware. Uh, this issue will go on at least till the end of May It's not just the vape devices, uh, the raw materials for the equipment that fills them with cannabis, the LEDs, uh, all that comes from China. So uh, Forefront Ventures, a cannabis company operating in five adult use states, said they are now experiencing serious shipping delays for China made products like vape carts and specialty packaging. Uh wholesale legal cannabis prices have actually dropped considerably this year, but these global shortages will likely prevent weed shoppers from saving any money. The average spot price for US legal cannabis fell to 1290 a pound last week, a 19.1% year-over-year year decline, but while the overall price of legal cannabis products should be dropping, these supply chain issues are driving them back up. Obviously, electronic devices like vapes will be hit the hardest but even raw flour prices could rise due to increased costs of packaging, grow lights and other essentials. Uh, cannabis products should be getting cheaper for the consumer, but they're not. And so we're going to talk about this next thing, uh, cannabis. Now the uh, Oklahoma connection, Where does America's and this kind of ties in, where does America's illegal cannabis come from? For years, it was a West Coast Mexi thing. Drug agents now claim underground cannabis production has shifted to the Great Plains, which I, for some reason, thought the Great Plains was North Dakota. But apparently it's Oklahoma. Feel me? Just as it was since Dick Nixon and the dawn of the uh, war on D's, almost a decade into the U.S. experiment with marijuana legalization, cannabis remains America's favorite illicit drug. But again, if you're new to this, uh, if you're new to this show, please raise your right hand, put your left hand in the Bible or the High Times and say I Do solemnly swear, so help you God to always call it cannabis. Never dope, never weed and never pot. So help you God. Okay, you're on the right track. So educate others on the benefits of cannabis, would you? Could you do it for Wilson? Okay. this is because according to police, politicians and uh, almost everyone in the struggling overtaxed and underperforming legal cannabis industry, the majority of the cannabis consumed in the country is still illegal. Most of what the roughly 45 million Americans who used cannabis in the last year, per the CDC, use cannabis produced and sold outside of the legal marketplace, away from regulators. And to hear law enforcement tell it in the clutches of dangerous multinational criminal organizations whom the police can never seem to catch despite bust after bust after bust. Uh, remarkably uh, resilient status quo here begs the question these days. Where is the cannabis coming from and who should and should you care? Uh, mistrust the police for some cannabis legalization at the end of underground cannabis trade. Although, in fairness, legalization advocates rarely have ever said this. What they said was that legalization would create a competing regulated market. Uh, this was ambitious but unrealistic over promise. Halting alcohol prohibition didn't end the mob any more than it discouraged bootleggers. Uh, due to a combination of overtaxation and overregulation, bootleg cannabis is often simply cheaper and easier to access. Though some $17.5 billion worth of legal cannabis was sold in 2020, the illicit market is anywhere from three to eight times larger. So that's just times eight by 18. That's what? 96 billion. I mean, think of it. But to hear police tell it, every state in the country's leading trap state, as long as it's their state and thus their job to do something about it, a task that requires an ever-growing portion of your tax dollars ever since Oklahoma legalized medical cannabis and opened what's considered the most lousy fair cannabis marketplace in America. It's very easy to obtain a medical recommendation and only slightly more difficult to get a license to cultivate and sale. So you've got the cartel, you've got the Chinese drug ring, you've got the biker gangs. says Oklahoma. Pretty much every criminal organization is operating in the state of Oklahoma right now. That sounds scary, but as usual, hard facts are hard to come by. Uh, reports of neighbors complaining about Chinese speaking. Newcomers growing cannabis, as Politico and other media reported. But according to cannabis industry advocates and players, there's reason to believe Oklahoma cannabis is absolutely reaching the growing demand in East Coast markets, once supplied by legacy West Coast like Cali and Oregon. For one, prices on both the illegal and illegal markets are dropping in those states. It's hard to get any real facts about the Oklahoma thing, but I definitely know we're getting stuff in New York from Oklahoma. Uh, For people shipping out of state, the Northeast is a lot closer to Oklahoma than it is to California. That's what happens when you have an almost totally unregulated market. But figuring out which state supplies the underground market also requires identifying the underground market. According to Normal, the states with the highest per capita consumption is Oregon, Colorado, Vermont, Maine, and Alaska. And both Oregon and Colorado have been identified by law enforcement as havens for illegal trafficking due to the fact that legalization makes it relatively easy to grow. Oregon also has lower labor and land costs. So according to state lawmakers, California's illicit cannabis market is five times bigger than the legal market. All that demand had to go somewhere, so it went underground because apparently there was new permit fees and taxes and new zoning that messed with uh, Colorado. So uh, L.A. Sheriff had busted what he described as a billion-dollar cannabis grow out in the Mojave Desert. Uh, And they wonder, where's all of it going? Some of it is going out of state, but some of it is surely just supplying the domestic demand that the legal market can't whatever. So without quantification, the exact origin of the U.S. off market cannabis can never be known in the way the market for wine, grapes and other commodities is known. There will always be an appetite for trapped cannabis no matter where it comes from. So that was an interesting article. I hope I didn't bore you too much. Let me just read this really fast. U.S. soldiers who smuggle cannabis products into South Korea get zero prison time. South Korean judge suspended the prison sentence for two uh, two U.S. soldiers busted for smuggling cannabis into the country. In the case of one service member, the judge granted leniency under South Korea's medical cannabis law. So two things kind of ironic in that sentence is leniency in South Korea. You know, now North Korea, you know, is crazy. And uh, South Korea can't be very far from North Korea. You know what I mean? Just kind of, I would imagine, a little bit south of it. As reported by the U.S. military's official newspaper, Stars and Stripes, they were arrested and tried separately, faced 18 months in prison. But on Monday, the Suwon District Court in Suwon City released the results revealing that both troops had only received suspended sentences, and neither of them will do prison time in a country known for being incredibly harsh. So how harsh exactly? South Korea is one of the 30 nations that imposes a death penalty for drug traffickers. Uh, China, death sentence for trafficking is very real. South Korea actually hasn't whacked anybody since 1997. One service member tried to smuggle quite a bit of THC into South Korea. They allegedly brought 30 weed gummies, four vape carts, and some infused bath products. Well, crying out loud, that don't sound like a lot. But anyway, the servicemen are lucked out. Uh, sneaking THC into the country violates its narcotics control rule. But because they've uh, implemented, uh, uh, let's see, the judge determined that the service member had genuine personal reasons for sneaking cannabis, including relieving depression, insomnia, and so on. judge also stated there was no reason to believe that uh, he intended to sell it. Of course not. What he got, 40 gummies? Come on. Second service member busted with two cartridges, may have also gotten a suspended sentence, For medical reasons, too, uh, they did not specify the reasons behind the second service members ruling. So that's good. Shout out, South Korea. Well, this has been another Canada Talk and D with Wilson on KRFF Radio Free Fargo dot org at 95.9. I am so happy you guys checked me out. I got some uh, Christmas tunes on deck here. But before we get to that, I just want to tell you that this segment of programming, a KRWF 95.9 LPFM, is being underwritten by Rough Cut Social. They are Fargo's ultimate entertainment destination for axe throwing. Enjoy fun with family and friends, a stellar team building excursion, or book your party. Rough Cut comes complete with a full beer, wine, and soda bar for your perfect timeout. They're located at 1100 NP Avenue, Suite 102 in Fargo. Check out roughcutsocial.com for more information. And again, thanks for checking out your boy Wilson, Canon Talk ND, every Thursday. Now, uh, again, I loved Fruitcake by the Superions, but I didn't realize they had a whole Christmas album. And now that I do, I found this one called Chilling at Christmas, the Superions, KRFF, 95.9. Well, Chilling at Christmas, the Superions, a.k.a. Fred Schneider, a.k.a. B52s. Here on Radio Free Fargo, KRFF 95.9. Well, my time here is just about done. Black Cottage Alchemy Products is what's bringing you kind of talk and D with Wilson every week. Blackcottagealchemy.com, Black Cottage Alchemy on Facebook. Black Cottage Alchemy Products at Tochi Products or Odds to Ends in West Fargo. Check them out. And when you're in Tochi Products, sign the Indy for Freedom of Cannabis petition. Also at Orange Records. I'm going to jump out of here. Right up next is Stinky Arts Music Mart. Educate yourself so you can educate others on the benefits of cannabis. Uh, I'm going to be here next Thursday. You know I'm going to right before Christmas Eve. So maybe we'll all wear our ugly sweaters. huh? I won't be able to see you, but I'll be able to feel you. So come on back here. Enjoy the rest of the programming on, like I said, the best independent radio station in the world as far as I'm concerned. Until then, it's David Allen, Judgment Day. Peace.